Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. My name's Joe Marcellina. Joining me, as always, Dairyfield AD and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you doing today? Joe, vacation week here. Where else would you rather be but in my office? How about, <laughs> how about that for a vacation? Yeah, today's a little uh, a little bit of a weird one. Well, you guys aren't on vacation, your vacation week. Uh, everyone else, it feels like, is. I'm certainly not on vacation, so this is a, it's fine with me. Um, but we are, because of uh, a pretty big game tonight that we both want to go watch, we're recording it a little bit earlier than normal uh, this week. So, uh, in the game I'm referring to is the, the Exeter-Portsmouth game uh, Wednesday night, which everyone listening to this will know the outcome. Um, so, we were, we're not really going to touch on that today, but... Might do we're, a little preview. Yeah. Might, <laughs> might, talk a little, might, might preview it a little preview, bit. But yeah, unfortunately, we for, won't be giving live uh, updates like yeah, we did yeah. for the for the BG game not so long ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're we're uh, we're going a little early. Uh, I think we're both uh, hitting that midday. Uh, we both got our coffees here, uh, trying to wake ourselves up. But so, other than that, uh, I think we're off to a pretty good start. Ready to go. All right. Well, you can listen to the Ninth State Sports Show every Thursday morning during the lacrosse season by going to nh-highschoolsports.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts, including Spotify and Odyssey. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at, at NHHS Sports. And you can always send feedback or questions to any of those accounts or by sending an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com. Now let me take a moment to tell you about our sponsor. The Ninth State Sports Show is proudly sponsored by Prolax Customs Lacrosse. Prolax Customs Lacrosse is the place to go in southern New Hampshire for pre- professional stick stringing and custom dyed lacrosse heads. Prolax Customs has access to every major brand of lacrosse head and mesh, including ECD, String King, and even the new Armor Mesh. And goalies, if you're looking for an upgraded pocket or a brand new stick, Prolax Customs is the place to go. You can find them online at ProlaxCustoms.com or follow them on Instagram or Facebook or send an email to ProlaxLacrosse at gmail.com. Might need some of that service this week with all the uh, oh with the rain and weather and, and cold that we've been having this week. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of stick repairs going on. I think this week. I you know yeah any any of the girls that played in that uh, Bedford BG game last night uh, you know there I it, it got to the point every time that someone made a pass that they caught like up in the air where you could see it was just dark behind the the stick it looked like the stick was exploding like just so much water. <laughs> every time like, the ball hit it just like, yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah it was yeah. it was um I, I mean miserable might not do do that enough justice miserable how, for the fans but joe i gotta tell you some of the fun like kids don't get to play in the rain anymore and especially with the turf fields you don't get i vividly remember some of the two of my all-time favorite games there was one when i was a freshman and one uh actually it was freshman and sophomore year uh, they literally playing in like monsoons. There were like lake on the field, mm-hmm. ball balls get shot. You're like diving in into a mud pile to try and find it. Like in the mo- like for kids, like those are actually like from a coaching standpoint, it sucks because like tactics and stuff go out the window. But like they were a lot of fun to play, and you just don't get to do that anymore. You know, you don't want to mess up fields, liability, people get hurt, all this kind of stuff. I don't know. When well, we were kids, it was a lot of fun. Well, there was none of that, and there there were puddles on the turf. I, I Bed- imagine it was Bedford, coming down pretty Bedford good. Bedford is one of the nicer turfs in the state, and it still had puddles. Yeah. I was standing on the track, and uh, at one point I was in a puddle on the track because of how – I mean, again, not – because of the track but because there was so much rain yeah uh but then i realized also afterwards too i also had a puddle in my shoe so that was uh, that sounds that like was a personal problem that I yeah oh yeah i gotta get new shoes now yeah yeah um but that was uh it was so bad i ha- I stopped taking notes i couldn't take notes from about half time on because my paper paper was Corey didn't let you in the press box 
Oh, I, could, I mean, I could have gone in the press, press pass up there. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a, I'm You're not a boots press on the box ground guy. Kind of yeah, guy. I'm, a, I'm an on-the-field guy. Like, I got to be I gotta be down where the action down is. Down with the people. Yeah. Unless it's, unless it's like, you know, I'm thinking back when I was in college, and we're going to Heinz Field to watch pit football games, and we're in that kind of press box, you know, when there's like an, a spread, and, and <laughs> you know, we're, we're there for breakfast and lunch, and, and um, you know. Yeah, I'm college getting, kid, you don't miss you don't miss the spreads. You gotta you gotta hit up the free food. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, anyway, <laughs> I, I'm glad you did bring the coffee, Joe, because uh, I'll tell you one thing that isn't going to get me going here. This coach's poll, kind of a yawner this week, right? <laughs> like, I mean, you wrote it in the notes. Not a lot of movement. I mean, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of to be expected. Although we did it at the bottom of the. I was interested at the bottom of the poll. We did have a new so, entry this week. So this is now three weeks for the poll. Uh, all three weeks, the top six has been the same. Not just the same teams, but the same order. BG, Exeter, Pinkerton, Derryfield, Portsmouth, Bedford at six. The only difference this week is Timberlane jumped Londonderry into a tie with Bedford for they've six. Been, they've, been playing, they've been playing really well, yeah, putting up yeah. a lot of points. Um, you know, they're, they're looking really good right now. And um, so not, not surprising to see them jump. And I think Londonderry is still in the mix, too. They're playing well, too. Um, so yeah, so Londonderry moved down to eighth. St. Thomas at ninth for the second – or actually, maybe even the third week in a row. I don't I don't remember the, the – t- and then uh, a change at 10. Uh, Wyndham drops out. Merrimack moves in. Merrimack for the – and that's for Merrimack, the first time I'm, I'm pretty sure ever that they've been in the poll since we've been doing this for Diver- about four or five Deservingly so. They're playing really well right now and sets up a really nice uh, 9-10 matchup today, uh, later this afternoon between yeah. St. Thomas and Merrimack. I, is that game at Merrimack? That game is at Merrimack for a 4 o'clock start today. So, again, like another one everyone's going to know the result by the time you hear this. But um, I, a really interesting matchup. That, that, a turf that, team traveling to grass, a turf yep. team that doesn't play on grass too much, a matchup between two teams that probably have not seen each other ever. In, at, maybe ever. Uh, well, yeah. I should, you know what? You know, I they were in Merrimack, D2. Merrimack, Merrimack wasn't been in D2, D2 for a little so, while, but yeah, I don't know. Well, uh, Coach Singer definitely wouldn't have seen them because they haven't. No. We haven't played since before COVID, um, and and probably most of the kids on both teams haven't haven't played against each other, other than if they play club against each other or maybe a little bit indoor. But yeah, kind of a matchup of unknowns today. Um, but probably, I, I think it's going to be a good game. I think I so think too. And a team, a team in St. Thomas that can put up a lot of a lot of points, and a team in Merrimack that that doesn't give up a lot. I mean, underrated STA defense too. Very yeah. good, very good goaltender. Uh, we had a great game with them last Friday. It was a lot of fun, back and forth. If that game were at St. Thomas, though, that would be a fun game back-to-back to do today. Go to that game at St. Thomas and then go down the road to, to Portsmouth for that game against Exeter. But the, the schedule makers were not, in our, uh, were not in our favor If they today. keep the schedule, you'll get that next year, though. You'll get with the, with the flips Hopefully, of home, yeah. with sure, the flips of sure. home and away. We'll get that next year. You'll uh, get your wish. But, yeah, um, yeah there's, some, there's some good games for a, for a vacation week. There's some good games today. There's been, a, I mean, yeah, you're right. For for a, a week where a lot of teams, you know, sometimes don't schedule games, there's been some really good stuff this week. Um, I, and the game I you know, wanted to start with actually was last Saturday, uh, you know, and, and didn't happen in the state of New Hampshire. It was actually, uh, we talked about a little bit at the end of the, or at the end of our Division One talk last week. That was Bishop Girton going down to Providence College to take on uh, Staples, uh, usually one of the top teams in Connecticut. Also, one of the top teams top typically in the team country. Yeah, right yeah. now, I want to say I, I think they were 16th or 17th ranked in one of the polls that I saw sure. recently. Yeah. Um, you know, just uh, incredible representation from New Hampshire to be able to go down there and go toe to toe with them. Well, um, it wasn't for a while. It looked like know, they were, like were going to blow gonna it out. Away. BG yeah. got out to a six nothing lead. Um, I think six three early. And a half. 
early in the second quarter, I want to say it was 6 nothing, and, and it really, I, I think, again, a um, game that I watched a little bit of um, on Saturday, what, what didn't, you know, wasn't completely glued into it until the end. Um, but, you know, it was, I, I kept feeling like every time I, you know, I'd hear, I'd look away because I was working on something else, and I'd hear cheering, and I'd turn around and look, and it was BG celebrating another goal. And I was like, how, how, is, how long is this going to keep up? It looked like Staples honestly didn't get off the bus until second quarter. You know, and, and again, it's hard to tell how much, you know, a team like that is going gonna, is gonna to look into. I'm, I'm sure they didn't overlook BG, but how much did they have the ability to scout BG? Um, it's also a team that has played in some close games like this, you know, earlier. They've, they've had some uh, – they've, they've done this to other teams where they, they've had to come back against other teams, and so they've been in games like that. They're, they were battle-tested, so it's, it's not surprising that they came back. I know it's very disappointing for Coach Cameron and the boys, like, to be able to, um, you know – have that kind of start and then and not be able to close it but you know I, in the end coach Cameron uh is scheduling these things for a couple different reasons right to get his kids seen on a national level right for recruiting and then also to get his guys prepared to to win a state championship to get them battle tested and things like that definitely definitely did that um just again probably you know obviously really disappointing that they weren't able to to come away with the win there but you know some really bright spots in, in that game. I mean Brady Dumont with four goals, Jacob Karen with two. Um, you know Zach Connerty and, and Will Murphy looked like they played really well. Uh, ended up with ten saves between the two of them. Um, what else? What else did you take away from well, that to game? Go, to, back, to go back to your point too about about you know certainly Staples not overlooking the game, but they beat them last year seventeen to eight. Right. You know where they I think they pulled away at the end of that game or or in the middle of that game. So it's, you know, I don't know how many kids, you know, they had returning from that team, but certainly a, even if you're not looking ahead, you still right. maybe go into it with a, a, an air of, of, of confidence that isn't necessarily true, uh, if that makes sense. Um, but still, it was a 10-5 game in the fourth quarter. Uh, and then you could almost just see as soon as they started coming back, it just, I, I don't know, watching it, I got that feeling in my gut like, oh boy, this is... This is it's feeling funny. like it's not going to end feel, well. You can feel momentum. You can definitely. It's sure. a real. It's a real thing. You can. You can almost see it and feel it at the. You know, um, and and it's tough. Once it's hard to to get it. Once it gets rolling, it's hard to get going to, to get it stopped yeah. there. And it, yeah. it sounded like, you know, they they the one way they could have was, was through the face off X, and it sounded like Paulo was doing a really good job. It's just the officials were not seeing it the same so, way. Yeah, yeah. Some tough um, breaks on which is on really calls. and and a call at the end of the game too that I I'm. You know, not the most technically sound person when it comes to to officiating and rules and all that. But to me, you know, as BG's trying to run out the clock, you know, looked like they might have got you know Staples might have gotten away with a push in the back with possession. Um, instead, it ends up being a turnover. Uh, the Cardinals actually made the stop on defense and then couldn't clear it, and that's when the the tying goal happened with about I want to say it was 46 seconds left. Staples tied it to force overtime. BG won the faceoff to open overtime, took a timeout, set something up, and then just couldn't capitalize on it. And Staples takes a timeout once they get the ball back, goes the other way, and scores. Yeah. So just kind of bang, bang, as simple as that in the, in the overtime. Um, but, I mean, to look at that game a year ago and, and BG loses that game by nine, you come yeah, back this the year. Of that the program. Growth, yeah, the growth now to where you're up 10 5 and you're, you know, as as great as it is to have a competitive game, a one goal game like I mean, if you'd have told them that they'd have lost by a goal in overtime to Staples, I mean, the pro a lot of the guys might have said, okay, that's yeah, that's progress. But the way 
it happened, it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth, I think. Yep. But I mean, I think it sets them up. They still have they still have some incredible out of state games left. They got St. John's Prep. They've got BC High. They've got Acton Boxborough, who got them last year. That'll be a revenge well, game at and the then end of the season. Saturday, Archbishop. Yep. Ste- yep. Stepanak is that? Uh, yep. I, I'm over here, like not knowing the name here, but I have a feeling that by the time that game's over, I'm going to know exactly how to pronounce that. Because from what I hear, this is another team that's ranked top twenty nationally, one of the top teams. I think. I think the last I looked at. Uh, at lax um lax numbers. lax numbers that they were ranked i want to say in the top 10 in new york um which is uh it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's usually pretty good if you're ranked top 10 in new york yeah um, they're they're ranked 10th right now uh in new york state 10 and 1 overall um so yeah and that game is an 11 o'clock game at stellas which actually should be a pretty fun day there they've got a double header scheduled there with the boys and girls you've got the boys taking on uh, the Archbishop uh, at 11, and then the girls at 1 playing uh, Moses Brown uh, from Providence, who they Perennial played a year ago. Down in yeah. Providence, yep. um, had their way with them last year, so this um, should be an interesting, I think a little more interesting game this time around. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, just a, a, a real tough stretch. And a tough stretch, you know, tough out-of-state games for, it feels like everybody in Division One. You know, Exeter's got some tough games coming up down the road. Pinkerton's already in the middle of that. They've uh, they've played four out of state games already and gone two and two in those games. Um, you know, we talked about them last week with that that comeback win over St. John's Prep, and uh, you know they follow that up with with close games against Exeter, Longmeadow, and Andover. Again, testing themselves, getting ready for the playoffs. In the end, you know, Coach Gaudreau knows even if we drop a couple games now, it's going to help them in the long run there. They're going to learn some things about their team. It's not like they're getting blown out in those games. They're playing playing well. Their defense is holding up. Their goaltending's been really good. Cole Frank's been facing off really well. So all all the things you want there. Now you just got to get over the hump, and they've got some opportunities. I mean, Hingham's going to be a great game for them coming up. Algonquin's always good, um, you know, and then they still have BG left on the schedule there as well as as well as some other good D one. That uh, that game to end the year against Bedford too, um, I think Could that's going to be an interesting yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the out of state with with the out of state losses that Pinkerton currently has, and if they if they drop another one or even if they win those games, yeah, it could it could mean you know a difference between getting a a two three or a four seed and um, you know potential matchups. Sure, going sure. Forward. I think as long as you don't fall past, I mean, we saw last year they were the Pinkerton was the sixth seed, and was still able to get into the the, the semifinals. Um, you know, you don't fall too far, much farther than that, um, so that you're playing right. one of those other teams in the first round, and that's yeah. Um, but yeah, one game I also wanted to talk a little bit about was we did see Exeter and Pinkerton last Thursday, um, and I, I unfortunately didn't get to watch the first half of that game as it was being um, live streamed. But I saw the score; Pinkerton, it was one was up deep. Well, Four to three. Right? It was Deep one one at halftime. Yeah, and I think I texted you and I said, "What is going on?" Yeah. Um, it was yeah, it was four three Pinkerton. Um, going into the fourth quarter, uh, early on in the or most of the fourth quarter, the Astros had possession. It looked like they were just they were trying to look get for the the right opportunity to try to score, but also keep the ball away from Exeter as long as they could. Um. Tough to kill off that much were, time. I, I was yeah, going to say, I think yeah. at one point you were you were texting me being like, Pinkerton is happy to win this game 4-3, yeah, to three, yeah, and they tried. Uh, yeah. Um, Exeter gets a couple of goals from Nick Sullivan in the last three-plus minutes, um, you know, to get that game 5-4, and then it just they just had to hang on. Um, 
so yeah, real interesting game considering you know both teams are certainly capable of putting up some some points um, than had been up to that point. Uh, and and this year I feel like is the first time that they don't play each other twice. You know, usually they've got two games. Exeter I know this year is playing BG twice, uh, including on Thursday. Uh, I think it has more to do with with both. You know, with Pinkerton, with the with the emphasis on playing more out of state games, right? At least, and it, I think it's better that way too. I think it's, right. you know, right. it's, yeah. it ends up you see more teams, you get to test yourself in different ways, and you know, again, not to discount other teams, but there's a good chance that they're going to see each other. You want to play three times? You know, like <laughs> well, they ha- they have at times, um, but yeah, you're right. Once you get to that third game, I mean, it's all, all bets like, are off the lot. table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he, he, and especially if you've beaten a team twice in the regular season, and then, you know, that's always the dreaded thing. Is then that you is a cliche, it. but I I tend to find like if you in high school like if you've beaten a team twice, there's probably a good reason for that. Like you tend, you know, if it's one and one, if you beat each other, you know, one and one, then then maybe you're a little bit closer. But usually, I find in high school, you know, I know the cliche in baseball or football and professional or whatever is if you, you beat a team twice, it's hard to beat them three times. It, it's it, not it, as you're hard. right. It, it actually it, isn't yeah. in high school. Yeah. It's not as hard because usually that means that that team is just better. I think even know? in I think even in in pro football, if you go and look, yeah, it, it usually doesn't. Yeah, it usually hasn't happened that way. Um, yeah. So we've got. Um, I think going into the year, we had a, a, a we felt like we had a pretty good idea of who maybe the top six in the division was going to be. You know, those three teams: Bishop Gurdon, Exeter, Pinkerton. You know, then you had Bedford, Londonderry, Merrimack. If you look at the standings right now, um, and no, I, I don't feel like it's too early to start looking at, at playoffs. Uh, I think I might have actually said that in week one, but definitely last week. Um, that's kind of the way it's played out to this point. Those are your top six in the standings right now. And then we said it was pretty much anybody's game for the last two spots, and boy, has it ever been. <laughs> you know, you look right now, you've got Nashua North at 2-4, and four, Concord and Nashua South at two and five, Salem and Dover at one and four, and then Manchester. I think that's uh, actually zero and four, um, but they've had some close games the lot with the Nashua schools the last um, two times out. You know, and it's not just you know there's no one that's really pulled ahead there because if you look at who each of those teams have played, you know North has a win over um, Manchester, but then they also have a loss to Salem. South lost to Concord, but they've got a win against Dover. Dover has the win over Sand. So it's like they're they're beaten up on each other. Yeah. And it's really, I think it's going to be the survival of the fittest there. Whoever is maybe even the healthiest, you know, because some of those teams have health had is injuries. Be, health is going to be huge. There's a lot of teams with, with banged up that are pretty banged up right now. And, again, I, I you know, I don't – between you and I, I don't think we want to comment on those things, right? Like um, – but there are a lot of teams with some injuries right now that over the next couple of weeks, uh, it'll be interesting to see who gets healthy there or who can stay healthy too. You know, absolutely. Um, you know, and and uh, I would say a big game, closes. big game coming up. You know, again to give Merrimack their due and, and Coach Miller. You know, off to a four and one start. They've got two big games coming up with, with St. Thomas uh, today, and then they've got uh, Dover on on Friday. There, those those, those two games for them are going to be huge. I and mean, then, if they're able to get two wins there, that sets them up nicely for the rest of the season. If Dover can get a win, that puts them back in the mix. You know, and then Merrimack jumps into the the frying pan the following week with Pinkerton and BG, uh, four days apart there that first week in May. You know, the other other one to kind of keep an eye on. Um, well. Going back to the other to the Nashua schools, they both have interesting um, matchups coming up uh, before they play each other. 
Um, of course, North has the rematch with with Manchester tonight, uh, Wednesday night, and uh, Nashua South has a game at Wyndham um, Wednesday afternoon, which is I don't know if those I don't think those schools have ever played each other before. Um, probably don't know a whole lot about each other, especially considering that both teams have new coaches this year, and there's yep. been a lot of turnover. I feel like, and and we'll get to Wyndham in a little bit. And they, they they take they their first game, loss yeah. the other day. Um, that's an interesting one. But yeah, then you've got uh, coming up next week, next Thursday, is the uh, the Gate City uh, doubleheader with the boys and girls both playing at Stellos on Thursday. So that's um, I feel like maybe the first time in a little while that that you know the North and South boys game is going to be one that that draws a little bit of attention just because of how competitive I, it could be. Yeah, for sure it will. And competitive and, and you know, has has a lot of meaning. Normally in the past, like at this time of the year, like it may not have had a lot sure, of meaning, yeah. um, you know, in terms of seeding. And this year, this year it definitely will. All right, well, let's uh, let's turn our uh, – well, actually, before we get on, on to that, um, any other big game? I know we mentioned BG Exeter on Thursday. BG's got uh, – that game against the Archbishop on uh, on Saturday, um, Exeter and BG play again on on Tuesday the second. Um, I like a game. There's a game tomorrow on Thursday that I think I think again I'm interested to see Vacation Week. You never know what's going on, but um, Bedford is at Hollis Brookline, yeah, and that one that one could be you know again two teams that haven't played each other on a regular basis. Probably know you know a lot of kids know each other from playing indoor in in uh, club together. But, you know, Hollis, a team that's been putting up a lot, you know, some decent numbers, some big numbers, actually, on on offense, also giving up some some goals against a team in Bedford that's playing really good defense, but is struggling to score a little bit. So what gives in that game? Right. Like that'll right. be an interesting one to kind of see. Defense does tend to travel, as they say. Right. If we're if we're going with cliches right now. But um, I think that one's big for both teams in terms of seating. Absolutely. Um, and, a, and an 11 o'clock start on Thursday, too. So ooh. that's uh, yeah. It's always uh, fun on your vacation week, right? I yeah. I mean, it'll be it'll be <laughs> that'll be that'll be an interesting one to see if uh, what kind of crowd they can get at eleven o'clock. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, so looking at looking down uh, the road to uh, or down the road, let's go to Division Two. How was that for a transition? Um, always looking last, down on Division Two. <laughs> last week, uh, we talked about there being. You know, five undefeated teams left in the division, um, and they all felt like solid teams. Uh, three of those teams get their first loss in the last week, so now we're down to two. And both those teams have some pretty tough matchups uh, coming up. We talked about Portsmouth at Exeter, and then, of course, your your, your Dairyfield boys are hosting uh, Westwood Mass on Saturday at 6 o'clock in uh, what should be – I don't know. I think a pretty good game. I think it's gonna be a great game. Um, I talked to their coach today. We both watch each other on film. I think we match up really well together. They've got a pole committed to BU. Uh, they've got some very dangerous players on offense. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's two similarly matched teams. Uh, I'm not liking the weather forecast right now. Oh Looks no! Like, what's it look like? Well, I they. I mean that that uh, the BG game. Like I don't know. It's too far out to tell. But it's looking like there's gonna be major rain on Saturday, which uh. would stink because like there are some good games and. Want to play him there, but anyway, regardless of what it's going to be, uh, we're going to play, and and um, you know, it'll be a great matchup for us. And yeah, I mean, Portsmouth tonight uh, against against Exeter, um, you know, incredible opportunity for them. Um, you know, obviously pick pick up an extra point if they win, and then um, you know, just in general, uh, it'd be a real confidence booster for them if they were able to if they were able to to knock off the uh, the Blue Hawks there. 
So looking at uh, Westwood's uh, schedule, they're five and two going into uh, a game on Friday. They they play Friday and then they've got you guys on Saturday. Lost a close game with Medfield, with the, a traditional yep. di- Division Two power. There, uh, they lost by a goal to uh, Norwell in the in the Chowder Cup Finals. Um, but Mass does a cool thing. We we talked about. That. I think I think in one of our COVID rants, we were yeah. we were back in the day when we were running out of things to talk about. We talked about how Vacation Week in New Hampshire here could be better. Massachusetts does a cool thing where like they do regional rivalries, and I don't even know if those games count towards their overall record. But like you know, for example, uh, where Westwood is, they they do a Chowder Cup, and and they play regional teams around there, and they get together and they do like a little mini tournament over a couple days. And so that I, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, I, opportunity I, to play some different teams from different divisions, and you know, it'd be like we said, it'd be neat to kind of do the you know you could have that'd be a great time to do the gate city cup and, and, you know, you could do a queen city classic and all kinds of, you know, there'd be, yeah. there'd be neat things you'd be able to do with that. Here. I'm all so. for that kind of stuff. I, you know, me, I, I've talked, we, well, yeah, we did that. We, I feel like we might've done it in talk that in 2020 and in 2021 with, you know, the, the, oh, with the opportunity where yeah, you were yeah. able to do some stuff like where, that. Yeah, yeah. Where, where teams were playing each other that wouldn't normally play because of their location and all that. I would love to see some kind of like mini, you know, maybe break teams up into groups of five or six and based on their region and, yeah. and let them play. Um, yeah, that's a that's a, a, a topic for another day. Uh, <laughs> um, but, the, you know, the big thing with with that game tonight um, on, on Wednesday night with Portsmouth and Exeter, you got not only is Exeter playing back to back going Wednesday to Thursday, Portsmouth's got back to back games. Uh, unintentionally, they were supposed to play Goffstown on, on Monday. That game got pushed back to Tuesday because of the weather um so portsmouth is is playing back-to-backs here but they got a nice win over Goffstown the other day um they did zach amend another another huge game goes five and one keegan delisle two and three um you know nick smith getting a goal probably off a face-off i didn't watch it but probably (laughs) pinched and popped it forward knowing knowing zach or knowing knowing nick um you know they're they're rolling along they're doing what portsmouth does and, and they're taking care of business there um, you know, and then, um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see who steps up for them, uh, tonight against Exeter there. Then, um, the other big game going on this, that that's already happened this week in the division, you had Winnicott kind of going to Wyndham, uh, for a Tuesday afternoon game. And what I'm guessing were not the best of conditions, just looking at the score, maybe, you know, field wise and rain wise, uh, a seven, three Winnicott kind of win, huge win for them. As we talked about, I think last week, you know them getting on, starting out getting the year, on track, yeah, right? Get, we're able to get they were able to get a good win. Uh, Keen, I believe, on on uh, Friday, last Friday, yeah, yeah. right? Got the tra- got the got the ship righted, and then followed that up with a with a very good win over over Wyndham, a Wyndham team that had been really hot, putting up big numbers. Uh, I was able to talk to Coach Snow. He said it was a, a great goalie battle between the two there. Uh, his keeper uh, Noah Andronico, he he played great. Had had double digit saves. Um, you know, the de- seems like the defense, so, you know, Winnicott, always a Winnicott at Stable, seems like that's rounding out and getting their feet underneath them, getting a little bit more comfortable, playing really well there. I mean, anytime you can hold a Wyndham team to three goals, I don't care who they graduated last year, that's that's a great effort. You know, they, they – and that win over Keene, they uh, only give up four in that one. Um, and even going back against St. Thomas, that, that loss um, before they, they put those back-to-back wins together held them to nine. Uh, you know, they've got an opportunity here, I think, to really kind of and this is kind of what we, we thought would happen with them was that, you know, they were they were young on the on the back end. They were going to figure some of those things out the hard way um, over the first couple of games. You know, they they go into uh, off the rest of the week. 
Got Spalding and Kennett next week. Um, and then three straight home games against Goffstown, Merrimack Valley, and Hollis Brookline, which, you know, those are, you know, not that you look at any any game on the schedule and say it's a, a given, but a nice stretch there to, to potentially build a little put, confidence, yeah, get yeah, some momentum get something going, going head into the second half of the season. Before they hit a, uh, they, they end the year with uh, four or five on the road at Sauhegan, at Dover, at Oyster River, Timberlane at home, and then at Alvern to end the year, which yeah. an Alvern team that's been playing better. Playing yeah. well, even though they've dropped some games recently, they're they're still putting up very good scores. They're they're playing teams close. Um, yeah, that's 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 a tough end of it with Timberlane and Alvern to end the season. That'll be that'll be a good test for them. And Timberlane with a big big uh, bounce back of its own last week. You know they dropped that game to Portsmouth um, last I want to say Tuesday. Um, in a, you know a pretty good battle there. They turn around. Host Hollis Brookline beat them by nine, and then uh, Tuesday this this past Tuesday uh, go out to Oyster River and uh, after what was probably a a rough first half they're they're up four three in that one at halftime half, seven to one yeah um, so a nice a nice second half there from Timberlane um, you know and then again it's <laughs> I feel like we talk about these games and there's like a, a domino kind of well this this team also this team. Oyster River has a, a sneaky big game of its own coming up on Friday where they will make the trip out to uh, to Goffstown uh, in a, a game with uh, between two teams that really would could really use a win I think um, Oyster River I think sitting at three and two or three and three and then Goffstown at two and two Oyster River uh, four four and three four and three sorry four and three um, yeah no I, I mean that that will help I mean as we said it's gonna you're starting to see the division standings take shape right now, and that one that one will that'll that'll help to really give some clarity as to where uh, teams are shaking out. Break up the middle of the pack there mm-hmm. a little bit for us, yep. so we might actually sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, any other thoughts uh, on on Division Two or anything else that stood out to you? Um, you know, in the last week. Uh, in terms of Division Two, no, I I was really I was interested again to see that that Winnicott at Wyndham score to kind of see where those guys where those guys stacked up um, with each other. Um, you know, Alvern uh, they've got a bit, they they've got sort of they they've run into a little bit of a wall recently. They've got St. Thomas coming up on Friday. Um, you know, that'll be that'll be interesting. They, they get them at home, so that'll be an interesting one. And then they got Wyndham before the back half of their schedule where they where they've got some teams that maybe that they can they can write the ship a little bit with but those games will be big for the division there um you know i think uh a nice surprise you know conval after a slow start they won two in a row they were able to pick up a win over spalding and then went out uh to keen had to travel all you know not as far as most teams have to travel <laughs> i guess if that's uh i get i was thinking I in terms know, the, of most of us in the division when we go to keen that's like a two-hour bus st- ride even still the drive you know, from peterborough to, to keen is it still can be a slow one yeah if you get stuck behind uh yeah. a truck or something yeah it's still a still a pain yeah but picked up a nice win there, so good to see good to see Conval doing well right now. And I think um, their goalie uh, Nick Scorito, uh, oh, Nick. yeah, so yeah, had what twenty saves in he, that game. He is a great ball stopper. Um, you know, he he's a he's the quarterback of that defense. Um, keeps him in just about every game that they play. And and uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought him up because he was he was a kid I wanted to mention from them um, that's playing well right now. All right, well let's uh, we'll we'll talk some Division three, even though. Um, there were only two Division three games on the schedule for, for this week, and uh, one of them got postponed, so there's one game on the schedule. But I do want to start off with, because uh, I, I made a comment last week that uh, 
seems to have gotten some people fired up. Um, I don't know if I've had as much feedback on anything yet this year as uh, as when I said last week that there was maybe there was no offense in Division Three, and I, I want to amend that. Um, they play really good defense, and maybe it's just that that there's really teams that are playing really good defense right now in Division Three, and I feel confident in saying that because I went out and watched the Hopkinton Campbell game last Friday, four uh, two final. And there were moments that were rough offensively, um, but I did come away thinking that both of those teams play really good defense. Um, you know, Hopkinton, um, we know Stephen Reedy is uh, is a solid guy for them back there. And, of course, I'm, I'm drawing blanks on the rest of their, their defense's names, and, I, of course, I didn't put it in front of my face here. But they um, they had a solid unit, solid unit there that really, I think, frustrated Campbell at times. Um and then you look at the other end, and, and Campbell's got, you know, the the strength. We knew that going in, the strength of their team, with all the guys they lost on offense, defense was going to be maybe where they were a little bit more face sound off goaltending. Yeah, yeah. We knew that they were going to be able to control the pace of play, and and sure. it doesn't surprise me that you know the scores that they've put up right now. That seems to be what they're doing, right? They have had opportunities where they have scored double digit goals, but in those games against teams that they, you know, against Trinity, against Hoppington. They've grounded out. They they've played ball control. They've they've played really good defense, um, and they're they're embracing like let's get gritty and let's win these tight games that we need to there. So and I feel like you know we and I we might have mentioned this before, uh, especially when we did our our D three preview. I feel like that happens in high school a lot where you you have a team like Campbell was last year that looks like you know they go undefeated in the regular season. They're blowing everybody out. They come up short. A lot of those guys graduate, they move on, and you figure, okay, well, they're gonna take bit a of a bit, yeah, they're going to take their lumps this year. And they've got enough guys back and enough guys that maybe we didn't know we didn't know about from the outside that are capable of stepping up. And, you know, they're almost better the next year because that pressure's not on them. I think we also talked about it a little bit, though, like you see that with teams like Hopkinton or some of these teams that have established, you know, Trinity over the year that have established themselves as having a culture, having a program, and yeah, you do have those frontline guys that are doing all the scoring for them and they graduate and you think, how are we going to replace them? They've taught the kids underneath. Those kids have learned, you know, the system and then they step in and they fill those roles when they need to. You just didn't know about them because they weren't filling those roles the year before. Yeah, it's – um I guess a lot of those programs have gotten to the point where they're not, you know, look at Plymouth every year, right? We're always like, you know, what's Plymouth going to do, right? And every year, Coach Glenn puts out a pro, puts out a team that competes and, and somehow finds its way to a Final Four. I think we used to say the same thing every year about Monadnock when they yep. was, you know, was a, a its own program. We didn't know what twelve guys were going to be out there, you know, making the Final Four, but yet they still somehow find a way, found a way to, um, you know. And then of course the, you know, couple of these other scores. Uh, kind of fit in that mold too you had Cole Brown with a 5-4 win over Lebanon uh last Friday as well and Bo with a 9-6 win over Bishop Brady um Bishop Brady who whose guys um really cool I saw I saw I, yeah, that too um who uh, I guess six of their guys good good thing they got vacation week this week right uh are down in West Virginia doing Habitat for Humanity they're building houses for for people in West Virginia um which I, I mean you know that's that's a good reason to 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 not be around for April vacation. It absolutely is. And you get a little you get a little training. Coach can't be too upset, right? You're getting a little right, physical yeah. labor in there. <laughs> You're getting some getting some uh, some weightlifting in. Um, no, it's a, it's it's a great thing that that they have the opportunity to do that, and the school supports them and 
helps build a schedule around that because that is you know anytime you can do some community service and give back uh that's that's a you know that's what high school athletics should be about um competition and also you know learning some life skills so again while while we uh don't have any or we have one d3 game uh this week that would be uh kearsarge at lebanon on friday which i feel like they also played on like friday of vacation week last year so maybe that's a maybe that's a traditional thing they 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 do we talked uh, a lot of schools either do the the beginning of the week and give the kids the rest of the week off or they do the end of the week and, kind of. and they're off yeah yeah leading into it um but you know looking ahead to the early part of next week um you know i i think the big game you probably look at is is next uh next wednesday you've got hopkinton at bow um you know and then next monday bishop brady's at campbell um two uh two interesting games and cole brown is hosting uh is hosting Pelham next Monday. That's that's going to be a bit. That's going to be a big one there. Um, you know, I, it it's uh, that I was going to have you take a look at the standings right now. You've got you've got Bo up there. Um, you know, and and I think Bo was one of the schools that were on you, right? They have put up some big numbers this year. Their offense has been prolific at times. Um, you know, they're they're a team that can explode at any point. Um, you know, I, I think. I think they've established, along with Cole Brown, uh, once Campbell, you know, that'll, that'll be interesting to see once Campbell gets to play those guys where they fit into that. But right now, um, and we talked about it in the preview, that two teams that came down from Division Two quickly establishing themselves as, as teams to beat in, in uh, Division Three this year. Well, we don't have to wait long for, for Campbell, Cole Brown. They play next Friday uh, at Cole Brown. But we got to wait a little while for, for Campbell Bow. They don't play until the 19th of May at uh, at Campbell, um, which is interesting because it's both they're on their schedules as the second last, second to last game of the season. I guess leaving yourself some wiggle room if you got to make up any games, because uh, the, the season certainly ends much later than the nineteenth. Um, but um, we'll we'll know a lot more about both teams and and just definitely what's ex- at stake in that game uh, as we move along over the next couple weeks. Um. Well, any other uh, any other thoughts that uh, or anything that that jumped out at you this week that uh, I don't know. Overall, for for a vacation week, I think it, I think we've had some good games. Looking forward to uh, like we talked about earlier. Looking forward to Exeter Portsmouth tonight. Um, you know, it was a great game last year. Expecting it to be a close, really good game again this year. If you if you've got the opportunity, well, you're listening to it too late if you're listening <laughs> at this point. But hopefully, there'll be you know I think there will be a good crowd out there tonight. I think especially a vacation week. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people will get out there, so it'll be. Could be an electric atmosphere tonight there. You know, the one thing we forgot to mention uh, when we were talking about the coaches poll was the fact that last week when when uh, when Lax Numbers released their rankings uh, for the uh, for New Hampshire, because uh, they kind of I they, didn't look at it that way. They, how, clo- how close were our coaches? We had the top ten. Like it wasn't really? exact order, but it was the same ten teams um, in their top ten uh, as as what we had right now. It's uh, it's still the same ten. Although there was there was some movement this week, I I feel like I looked a couple days ago, and there were a couple teams that had jumped up in there. But I guess over the course of this week, it's changed. But right now, you know, Wyndham's still in there at ten, Merrimack at eleven. So we're not far off uh, with the coaches' poll. Although the order is a little bit different. Um, and I'm wondering if they have all the uh, the same score. If it, they have all the scores in, right it looks now. like it. I'm looking at the records, and I think they those are fairly accurate. Those are accurate. Yeah, they've got uh, BG one. Derryfield two, Exeter three, Pinkerton four, and Portsmouth five, um, and then Bedford six seven, Londonderry and St. Thomas flipped, 
uh, from what from the coaches poll has. And then, like I said, Wyndham at ten and Merrimack eleven. So we're it's uh, it's pretty close there. It's really close. Yeah. No, it's uh, that's well. I, I guess our coaches know what they're talking about. <laughs> Um, although I will say, you know what, I, that's what, that's what the, the change was at one point, uh, before when it kind of had a couple of wins on here, uh, I want to say they were like 10th, uh, go at the beginning of the week at, o, at listed at Owen three, which was, uh, pretty Wait, interesting. By winning two, by winning, by winning two, two games, games they've, they've actually, they've actually dropped, dropped down. down. Yeah, that doesn't yeah. seem right, but you know, um, hard to Al- that's <laughs> the, those, yeah, you can't argue with the algorithms. That's. That's not allowed. Back in the BCS days, I, I think we did a lot, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, it is neat. It is neat to see that and how close. And it's how it's close nice. Our it's nice are. to have those kind of things too. I mean, I know we lamented a few years ago when when Lax Power went uh, went kaput that uh, you know we really missed having that kind of outsiders look at what was going on in the state. Um, if nothing else, to but to debate it, which is why we like to do the coaches poll. I actually like Lax numbers is actually based off of Lax Power. They took yeah. they took a lot of it's the same uh, guys that used to work for Lax Power created. So for anyone that's listening that doesn't know what we're talking about, laxnumbers.com, If you go there right now, it's essentially what Lax Power used to be. Um, similar feel to it, similar setup. It looks very much the same. Um, what I like that they do differently is they actually they've kind of kind of like uh, what college football is doing now is they wait a few weeks into the season before they release their first poll so they can kind of do a power ranking where they can kind of see, you know, that was the one thing that I think Lax Power didn't do real well is like they immediately, right, like as soon as games started coming in, they would rank. So you'd get some crazy, uh, you know, rankings early in the season until things kind of settled out a little bit and you can compare scores. These guys, I noticed, waited, what, it was at least three or four it was, weeks. I think it was the end of last week was yeah. the first, so they first wait, one. They waited yeah. till everybody yeah. played three or four games to kind of see – um, you know how how scores compared with each other. So um, I think it's I think it's you know based on what coaches are saying here. I think it's a fairly accurate representation of of the top ten right now. I like it. the other thing I like about it too is that it gives us an idea with all these out of state games that are being played. You know, we were talking about your game against Westwood coming up. That's where I went and looked to get. You know, what's their record? What's their who they won? Yeah. Who they've beaten? Um, where are they ranked in mass? Um, you know, so that's uh, that's what I like about it too is that. You know, having that out of state, um, you know, ability to find it fast. You right. know, instead of sitting here googling this and and searching for that and maybe not finding anything. Um, the one thing I I do miss um, is that Lax Power had results going back to like I want to say like 2004 on that website. And uh, I think I don't think Lax Numbers has if if they plan on putting that in there i don't know if it's in they there. have player records they have coach records sure. and they have submit a record so I, it's something they're trying to build over time but yeah oh, i sure. do miss yeah. i do miss uh having the um having the ability to go back and look at that so yeah. um, um the other thing that i thought was neat if you go back if you if you look at the top 10 in new hampshire right now uh, obviously there's a big disparity. Bishop Girton ranked number one right now with a rating of 87.11 for whatever that means or whatever that's worth. But then you look at two through even eight, there, there's, there's less than a seven-point spread between all of those. And I think that's kind of what we were, what we were talking about in, in our coaches' poll is like sure. it is pretty yeah. tightly packed in terms of votes and who, who's there. Um, you know, even even uh, you know two through six, there's an even tighter spread. It's a, it's a four it's four point four, spread. Yeah, about four you know, points. Yeah, um, between between there, similar schedule rankings. If you look at everybody's schedule ranking there, outside you know obviously BG with their outside out of state schedule there, 
um, you know, ranked pretty highly there, but everybody else in the in the mid to low 70s um, there. Yeah, it's a great resource for anyone that um, that hasn't checked it out yet. Yeah. Um, and, and certainly um, like what they're doing over there. Um, I think they they're doing girls uh, rankings, too. I just don't know if they have New Hampshire done yet. No, it doesn't look like it. Um, so hopefully that'll be coming soon, too. But um, that's always, uh, again, a very, very helpful resource for those of us that uh, that like to know those things and, and don't want to spend a ton of time trying to find them. Well, I think uh, I think that'll just about wrap us up for the week, unless there's uh, any other thoughts. Um, anyone wants to do any, um, I was going to say rain dance, but we don't need a rain dance. We need an anti-rain dance. Uh, a little sun. Like. Yeah, a little sun yeah. out here. Here we here we are again. We we, we don't want that. the hot we don't <laughs> we don't want the hot temperatures, but we'll we take no eighties. We'll but can we please have better than than sixty? So and and rainy. So anyone knows how to do one of those? Uh, do please do, and uh, hopefully hopefully it works. But uh, well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Chris, thanks again for for joining me and doing this, or I should say, letting me uh, into your office to hang out to do this uh, for for uh, for this week. I appreciate you coming over, Joe. Definitely makes definitely makes my life easier, and uh, you know we get we got it done, and now we can go uh, we, we can go, go check out yeah, the game go tonight. Watch out, go watch some games. I'm Joe Marchalina. He's Chris Hetler. Thanks again for listening to us, and we will talk to you next week.